Anatomy of a Russian Army Village Assault At the end of December 2022 a set of discarded Russian army orders found near the village of Kyselivka in Kherson Oblast was passed to the editor-in-chief of Ukrainian journal Sensor.net Yuri Butasov. They related to an assault on the village of Blau Dayton on 15 August. Kyselivka is roughly 20 kilometers northwest of Kherson city center and is the gateway to the city on the M14. Blau Dayton is another 5 kilometers further on and was the frontline settlement during the Russian occupation of the Dnipro right bank. The Ukrainian unit defending in this area was 18 Battalion, 35th Marine Brigade. The orders pertained to an assault company from 108th Guards Air Assault Regiment. Location of Blauerdaken on the Kherson Front 15 August, 2022 Source, Militaryland.net The orders and action offer valuable insights into limitations and problems facing the Russian army. This article considers the orders and the attack and discusses what it means. 108th Guards Kuban Cossack Air Assault Regiment 108th Guards Air Assault Regiment 108, is one of two assault regiments in 7th Guards Airborne Division, 7, based at Novorossiysk, Southern Military District, Uvo. The sister 247th Guards Air Assault Regiment, 247, suffered significant casualties in the first month of the war. On the eve of the invasion, 56th Guards Airborne Regiment, 56, was subordinated to the division. In March 2014, 108th Guards Air Assault Regiment participated in the seizure of Crimea. Paratroopers from 108th Guards Airborne Assault Regiment pose in Crimea in 2014 source, inform Napalm. The unit subsequently took part in the humanitarian convoys, military trucks repainted white, entering Luhansk Oblast in the summer. Volunteers fought in the Donbass in 2016. In February 2022 the regiment, was involved in the capture of Kherson alongside 56th Guards Airborne Regiment, vividly described in dissenting paratrooper Pavel Filatayev's e-autobiography Zoff. The unit remained in the Kherson city salient under the command of Colonel Vitoli Sukuev. He commanded the regiment in the assaults on Blauer Dayton and was killed on 28 September. Colonel Vitoli Vladimirovich Sukuev killed in action at the end of September. There was fighting at Blaudaten in May, August, the attack described in this article, and September. The village was captured and lost. Russian efforts to advance the front line were in the end unsuccessful. According to separate documents acquired by Ukrainian military journalist Andriy Zarplyenko in November and made available via his Telegram channel, 108th Air Assault Regiment was 956 strong and equipped with 5 tanks, 11 BMDs, and 64 other assorted tracked and wheeled vehicles. These numbers suggest two understrength battalion tactical groups, BTGs, and over half the pre-war equipment lost, for example, a battalion set of BMDs is 41 vehicles, not 11. The Objective, Blau Dayton Blau Dayton is a typical agricultural village in Kherson Oblast, Ukraine's fruit basket. The settlement is triangular-shaped. The length of the village from north to south is roughly 1,000 meters. 
The longest length, hypotenuse of the triangle, is about 1,500 meters. The residential area comprising typical Ukrainian dachas with small gardens occupies the west of the village. A commercial area, assumed to be related to local agro-industry is to the east. The M14 is immediately south. A parallel minor road is north of the settlement and visible in the Google map below. The ultimate objective of the Russian assault was to take control of this road line. There are numerous canals in the area that restrict cross-country movement. Blaudaten can be approached from the south by two minor roads. It is assumed these were the Russian axes of advance. Blaudaten and assumed Russian axes of assault on minor roads source, Google Maps. The assault orders. The orders shown are one page long and run from dawn, 5 a.m., to dusk, 7 p.m. Russian units do not as a rule fight at night due to the lack of night fighting capabilities. A Western NATO soldier would not understand these as a set of orders, but rather as timings within the coordinating instructions of a set of orders. Paragraph 1 shows a task organization. The remainder are a list of timings and instructions to the participating units and subunits, an itemized synchronization matrix rather than showing the events as timelines on a schematic in the Western NATO style. The assault does not start until 4 p.m., to allow sufficient daylight hours to make some progress but insufficient hours for the defense to bring up reserves. The orders are therefore effectively the fire plan which lasts all day and is discussed in the next section. The orders for the assault on Blau Dayton. A Western NATO soldier would understand these as timings within the coordinating instructions of a set of orders. And an itemized fire plan also with timings. The fire plan. The salient observation on the fire plan, is that it belongs to the early 20th century. There is no direct relation, an artillery officer or party, between the assaulting unit, and the units allocated to provide the offensive support, in Russian terms the rocket and artillery fires. The latter are controlled at divisional level and provide the fires for but not with the assaulting unit. It is entirely possible for the assaulting unit not to have visibility of the fire plan other than the timings shown in the orders, which may contribute to fratricidal incidents. In World War I style, and in the practice of the Red Army in World War II, a lengthy bombardment is laid on for the assaulting unit, in this case lasting all day. At the conclusion of the fire plan the unit assaults. It has no further call on artillery or rocket fires. The fire plan is indiscriminate. As witnessed in many scores of villages across Ukraine, the aim is to level the settlement and force the defenders to leave, because there is nothing left to defend as a weary defender of Poparzna in the Donbass remarked, this settlement, incidentally, pre-war home to 20,000 residents, has been completely erased from the map and will not be rebuilt. The rocket, and artillery units involved were 1,141st Artillery Regiment, 1,141, this is the organic artillery formation in 7th Guards Air Assault Division, 34 by 120 mm 2S9 known as self-propelled gun mortars, in Russian terms this is two divisions. Unit not clear, 
1X TOWS 1 Thermoboric 220mm Multiple Rocket Launcher, there were two units on the Dnipro right bank, 26 PRKHBZ and 17 PRKHBZ-1, and just two launchers, the spotting and destruction of TOWS-1 systems was a partisan success. 8th Artillery Regiment, 8, of the Black Sea Fleet, 8 XBM-21 Grad 122mm Multiple Rocket Launchers. 291st Artillery Brigade, 291-2 allocated for counter-battery fires, up to 18 Exmaster S 152mm self-propelled guns. In total, there were eight consecutive artillery bombardments from 5 a.m. to 4.50 p.m. 1141st Artillery Regiment, 2S9S, conducted the majority of fire missions at an assumed low rate of fire. 2S9 Gun Mortar Source, Vitaly V. Kuzmin. The 2S9 was designed in the 1970s. An effective range is in the order of 8 kilometers. The Vehicle 3 does not benefit from modern fire control systems associated with Western-mounted 120mm mortars. A single Chinese Mavic-type quadcopter supported the fire plan. However, it was not used to correct fire. The quadcopter was flown at the conclusion of the bombardments to assess damage and plan the following day's fire plan. The Assault Group The Assault Group comprised an understrength company. It could be understood as a forlorn hope party, plainly, an understrength company could not capture a settlement the size of Blaudaten which is more properly a battalion objective. The use of forlorn hope parties has been widespread in the Russian war in Ukraine. The, unlucky, group attempts to make as much yardage as possible before casualties and general attrition bring the assault to a standstill. A reserve group then replaces the assault group. The task of this second group is to dig trenches, defend against counter-attacks, and consolidate ground gained. The following day, the drill is repeated. In the case of the assault group at Blaudaten the mission was to achieve break-in and gain a foothold in the south of the village. The assault group comprised 3 XT-72B3 tanks, from 104th Separate Tank Battalion, 104, the Organic Tank Battalion in 7th Guards Air Assault Division. 7X-2 Bermudian Dollars The number of paratroopers in the assault group judging from the number of BMD-2s, was two platoons and forty-odd soldiers. The reserve used to secure the captured line comprised as many as eighty soldiers. The reader should be aware 108th Air Assault Regiment was re-equipped with a battalion set of BMD-4MS in March 2020. The fact that the paratroopers were now operating the 1980s-era minus two Bermudian dollars suggests the entire set, 41 vehicles, was lost in the six months between February and August. Without hyperbole, this would be a disastrous loss. Minus four million Bermudian dollars is a modern AFE with modern sensors, fire control system, and stabilized 100mm gun. Minus two Bermudian dollars, as would be expected for a vehicle of this vintage, has none of these features. The second important point relates to communications. The T-72B3S would be equipped with digital, 
encrypted R-168 aqueduct radios procured in the noughties. The BMD-2s would be fitted with analog, unencrypted Soviet-era R-123M radios. All call signs in the assault group would therefore communicate at the lowest common technological denominator, on unencrypted, analog, short-range VHF with effective ranges of 2.5 to 3 kilometers. It is possible the assault group was unable to communicate with any other call sign outside the assault group, including the reserve group waiting to replace the exhausted troops at the end of the day. This is a reason why orders include detailed, sequential timings. In the absence of adequate communications all call signs in an operation need to know where they need to be and when they need to be there. The potential for confusions and failures are self-evident. Observations on the assault The assault was not led in by a reconnaissance force. It is uncertain whether there was any reconnaissance at all. As previously described, there was no artillery support after the fire plan lifted. The lack of artillery forward observers, the described inadequacies of tactical communications, and old-fashioned fire control practices mean an infantry company cannot conduct dynamic or on-call offensive support. The Russian army also lacks necessary ground-to-air communications and tactical air control parties, in Western NATO nomenclature. There was therefore no support from tactical bombers, the Su-25 Grotchruk, or attack helicopters, the Ka-52 Alligator. The lack of ground-to-air communications and poor coordination, in fact, has led to fratricidal downings of attack helicopters. There was no engineer support. There was no battlefield ambulance. There was no coordination with flanking units or flanking actions. There was no surprise, deception or use of smoke to cover the assault group. From abundant YouTube videos of similar actions it may be assumed the BMD-2s lined up behind the three tanks in single file and conducted a frontal assault. The paratroopers would have been riding on top of the vehicles. As the assault group reached the outskirts of the village the tanks probably fired he frag shells at close ranges against possible, or imagined, Ukrainian positions. The BMD-2s would have fanned out in extended line with about 50 meters between vehicles and the paratroopers dismounted and attacked on foot. This drill dash that hack from the line of march dash is the staple Russian army drill practiced on ranges. The frontage would have been in the order of 300 to 400 meters. The outcome of this particular assault is not known. The fighting in Kherson Oblast was reported by a variety of open sources over this period, including references to Blauer Dayton. At the beginning of September the war news was dominated by the dramatic Ukrainian counteroffensive in Kharkiv Oblast. At the beginning of October a new Russian general, Surovikin, was appointed as the operational commander. All Russian forces were withdrawn from the Dnipro right bank by the 11th of November. Ukrainian forces had retaken Blaudaten one week earlier on the 4th of November. A Blaudaten resident overcome with emotions at the arrival of Ukrainian troops. Both his parents were killed during the Russian occupation. Source, Site Magazine. A concluding thought. The experience of the Russian army in Ukraine offers a salutary example to any army. In November 2021, 
CIA Director Bill Burns traveled to Russia to warn Moscow not to invade Ukraine. His interlocutor, Chairman of the Security Council Nikolai Potrashev, reportedly put down his notes, eyed the American, and told him we can do this, the Russian army today was as good as the US army. This was deluded boasting. Communications are fundamental to everything an army does. In February, a Russian army was sent into Ukraine with incoherent and unfit tactical radio systems. This is why the story of the Russian army has been hundreds of disjointed and wasteful company and platoon-level operations, such as the action described in this vignette. It is the reason why the Russian army had been unable to coordinate brigade or divisional operations. This author could not improve on the verdict of the prolific and irate Russian defense writer Roman Skomorov. The SVO, Special Military Operation, perfectly shows that BTG, battalion tactical groups, in the modern conditions of Ukraine and with the current state of communications in the Russian army, at the level of the 60s of the last century, and reinforced brigades are simply nothing. With zero level of joint interaction of troops, without modern intelligence and control, and, simply not capable of solving problems in the modern theater of Ukraine. There appears little prospect this will change in the foreseeable future.